welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast. I am Marta Brummel, and by trade and training, I am a certified life coach with a psychology degree from the University of Notre Dame and a master's in clinical social work from the University of Michigan. I'm the mother of four children. I'm married to Craig Brummel, my favorite human, and I am the CEO of a private life coaching practice for young adults and parents. So the whole idea behind this podcast and these conversations is to learn how to navigate this human journey from the inside out by building a life skill set that allows each one of us to engage with this grand life adventure from a place of health, wellness, and confidence, and to create something beautiful by weaving in meaning and purpose along the way. I'm so glad you're here. So hello and welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast. This is episode number four, Rejection and the College Admissions Process. I welcome each and every one of you. It's good to be here and I am grateful. This is a week that I feel super blessed to have all six of us in my family under one roof and celebration of Thanksgiving. So feeling beyond grateful for that and uh, recognizing too that we have a family dinner planned tonight. So I would like to get this episode fired off to each and every one of you who is in the throes of this admissions process because I think that rejection is probably the thing that is on many people's minds of the hope that they're going to avoid that at all costs. And just to say that there will be many who will get a taste of it in the days and months ahead. And I want to just, if in any way, soften the edges um, and possibly help you shift your relationship and perspective with what rejection is and uh, just in general be, uh, you know, a support for you in this process. So understanding that rejection is probably one of the most difficult things to face for any human. I think very little feels worse than being rejected, right? So then you add this, you know, beloved college admissions process into that mix, and you can imagine that we have a pretty messy and powerful, powerful brew. So as the days unfold and college decisions land in your inbox, I want you to try to keep the perspective and keep your feet on the ground um, and certainly allow and feel your feelings all the way through, which if any of you have questions around that, please feel free to listen to episode number two, which is to feel your feelings. I think that will be helpful in uh, just assisting you on that path. And then as well, I want you to consider the narration um, of the facts of the situation and um, remember that regardless of acceptance or rejection, you are a marvelous human and that this is no more or less true based on an acceptance or a rejection. So please remember that. Let me give you a little background that I think might be helpful on why rejection of any kind is so painful. Uh, the experience of rejection has a deep-seated primitive meaning for our evolution. And basically, if we were rejected by our tribe, we were likely not to survive. So this is why we learn to be super sensitive to rejection, because the more attuned we were to the nuances of possible rejection, the more likely we were to survive. 
And then, of course, we pass this basic survival mechanism from generation to generation to ensure its survival. So this is why social rejection feels so devastating, because it literally registers in our bodies like we are going to die, because our primitive brain really believes that this is going to happen. And again, this isn't thanks to our evolution. So let's kind of fast forward this to present day in the field of mental health care, rejection most frequently refers to the feelings of shame, sadness, or grief people feel when they are not accepted by others. And for today's episode, I want you just to consider that along the lines of the rejection experienced or potentially experienced in the college admissions process. So this kind of rejection is both a noun and the emotion of rejection associated to the rejection by the individual. So as we humans are out in the world surviving and humaning, we can expect to be rejected. It's just a given. And this can manifest in friend groups and families and jobs and school and frankly just across the board in life. And just understanding that this is part of the package, I hope just gives it a little less of a, you know, a novel concept and more of a, okay, this is, it's just part of the human 101, humaning 101, right? And when we experience rejection, it's good to know that you might expect to be hurt a little bit or a lot, okay? It requires truly building up a rejection muscle to be able to navigate it a little more adeptly over time. Um, But I think the expectation that rejection is going to visit along the way helps a lot. And it's a learned skill. We learn what to make it mean when someone says no or, you know, passes us by. But I like to say when someone says no, thank you, then we get to learn how to navigate that no, thank you. That's kind of it. Less drama, right? For those of you who have applied for early decision and are waiting, awaiting word, this is something that I want you to just consider about wherever you applied. You likely know, right, that a certain number of people get in for a select number of spots available for that school, right, and for each incoming freshman class. And this calculation is based on a number of factors that are largely outside of your control. Now, that might include gender, legacy, um, sports, athlete athlete or not, um, major, etc. But regardless of how impressive your resume is, rejection is a real possibility, right? And since you are still you 18-year-olds are in the middle of answering that developmentally appropriate question of who am I, right? And you can imagine that while you're answering this question and then on top of that to experience rejection, understand this is why it hurts more at this age especially and in this situation when you get rejected. You haven't built up the skill or that knowing that it really sucks, but at the end of the day, It's not the end of the world, and you get to make it mean whatever you want. So the story we create inside of us 
often is that I am not enough when we experience rejection. That's what we make it mean. And so much of our rejection is based on this interpretation. So remember, the external circumstance in this situation, that does not cause our feelings. It's our thoughts and our beliefs about that circumstance that creates our feelings. So knowing this, you can shift the way you are thinking about the possible or potential rejection, right, that typically will occur after you are able and willing to feel the feeling of rejection all the way through. And then you get to take stock and choose to look at it from a broader and more helpful and useful mindset. So you can think about it like I got rejected based on either I didn't fit the qualifications uh, or the probability of even getting in at all right based on the number of spots and the number of candidates and applicants. There, another thought would be there are a lot of equally and more and less qualified individuals vying for the same number of spots, and it's literally like entering a lottery, right? There's nothing is a given. I was, it was interesting. I was talking to a dear friend last week, and she was telling me that her daughter was submitting her applications, but and by all accounts, it sounded like they were kind of in this together, and she was saying, we're just getting these off, and she was saying, talking about how excruciating the whole process had been, and she was just describing the pressure on both sides for herself and her daughter. And I just reminded her at the time to just say, you know, now just step back, exhale, and there's nothing more you can do. Once you hit submit, it's off into the ethers, and you can step back and allow for the process to just unfold. And also recognizing there are no guarantees But the other thing I wanted to mention based on this exchange was that as parents, something I often remind my clients, the parents of my clients, uh, of is to be aware of how our own anxiety and desires and beliefs play into this process for our children. Because I think we often believe that we know what would be best for our child. And I think we are often super aware of what would be perceived as a good school by the outside world. And I think that that sometimes can be more powerful than we would like. Um, I also think it makes us feel good as parents to think, okay, our child got into these schools, therefore we've done a good job and our job, you know, we, we can kind of pat ourselves on the back, right? So it's really best (laughs) not to feed into this insanity because it is a bit of a crazy train. And to pass that kind of pressure onto our young adults really plays a part that we don't want. We have no business playing in this process, frankly. I think uh, I think we need to hold those opinions and our feelings, our emotions, our anxieties, our our concerns, and also our you know our great desires for our kids keeping those closer to our vest and holding them for ourselves and recognizing that's more about us than it is about them. And then trusting, trusting them because they are 18 years of age and although they are still figuring out who they are, this is a decision for them that I think will very much be formative and one that is theirs to make and not ours to kind of dictate, right? So I think that along with this whole process, it's, you know, let's be the kind of people that are willing to put ourselves out there, even though 
rejection is a possibility. And frankly, I would argue because it is a possibility, because this means that you are investing in something that you want and believe in. Because if you're experiencing rejection, it means you're putting yourself out there. You're seeking for more. You're wanting more. And remember time and time again that you can survive any feeling, even rejection. It's typically made up of two predominant things, rejection, which are shame about your perceived inadequacies that led to your rejection, and then anxiety about the circumstances of the rejection. So again, it's no surprise as to why we want to avoid rejection at almost all costs. But remember, my friends, part of humaning is being willing to feel all of the emotions. So for those of you traveling the college admissions gauntlet, know that you are likely going to grow your toolkit of how to navigate rejection. And the best part, as you get better at navigating it, you start to seek loftier goals, knowing that the worst that can happen is being told no, or no thank you. So know that although they say no thank you, they're, you know what, they're moving right along, right? You're the one left holding the no thank you. You're the one that's feeling the rejection, not them, right? That isn't their job. They are there to say yes or no, right? And then you get to decide to make it mean what you would like. They are not there to soothe you, to reassure you, and they're not going to manage your mind around the no, right? You are. That's your job, and you're learning how to do that, okay? Who you become and how you show up based on that is your responsibility, and it's one that you're going to get better and better and better at. It's your work, and you want to learn how to take accountability where you're able and then let go of the rest, the things that are not in your control. So it's just good to create awareness and consciousness around what is happening outside of us, which is the system, the culture, the family, the school, right, in which we have been operating and kind of um, living, and what they these particular groups say about rejection, right, the messages that are conveyed from them and what we have ingested as young people. And I often say that, you know, we've been conditioned to think about rejection in a certain way. And for many, I would just say to you, those who are listening, how are you taking this in? What do you think society is saying, right, about rejection? And have you unconsciously come up with a process of thinking about it through the messages that you have picked up in your life when you've been rejected or someone you know has been rejected? It's so good and so wise to be aware of what is happening inside of you when you think about rejection and when you are experiencing it because it's so much a result of from where you're coming and just what you've learned to make it mean. We see rejection typically as a society as negative and instead you can shift that narrative to seeing it as being willing to show up. It is a given, right, that you, you will experience rejection the more you engage with your life and then in this world and the more you're willing to go into the arena. And frankly, it's a sign that you're engaged and invested. It's a good thing, right? Now, as I said, it doesn't feel good, right? And I don't expect that we should ever think it should feel good. 
but what we make it mean will make a world of difference in terms of our experience of it. So keep that in mind, okay? The other is that when plan A doesn't pan out, right, it leads us to plan B. Rejection is often a springboard to plan B. So we all start, right, with plan A, which is normal and healthy, but when it doesn't work, then we naturally go to plan B. And guess what? Most of us need to utilize plan B or C or D or Z, for that matter, right, after processing not being able to do plan A. And I think this year alone has given us a lot of practice in this arena. So it's like recalibrating our GPS. We pull over, we lift our heads, we re-strategize, we recalibrate, and then we resubmit our destination, right? This is like any of our plan Bs. There are so many plan Bs. There's so many options here. And remember, most plan As don't work out. As are just getting us started. It's hard to be rejected, okay? I get that. And it's hard, as I said, to be rejected and then not feel rejected, right? This is something you got to learn how to work through, my friends. It's, it's going to hurt. And I think the challenge is to process that hurt, to feel it all the way through, and to also kind of acknowledge the disillusionment of that process because it's real for so many, but not to let that rejection create a false narrative, which might be, I got rejected or waitlisted, so screw them. I don't want to go to the school anyway, right? This is a good example of thoughts running amok to avoid your feelings, your true feelings, okay? Rejection asks that you do the hard work of moving through these feelings, okay? And until you do this, you really can't create a good thought system. Life isn't black and white, and our thoughts can't be black and white, because if they were, we wouldn't be doing ourselves any service, right? We wouldn't really be meeting life where it's meeting us. Plan B might be, okay, so I wasn't able to get in this year to this particular school, and I think this is my dream school. So what am I going to do about that? So let's see what seems like my next best and most desired fit, okay, considering where I've, where I've applied, and go for that, possibly. That's a, that's a potential. That's a plan B. Or you can always have the option of circling back and transferring sophomore year to the school that you believe is your school if you weren't able to get in for freshman year. And sure, that's not exactly what you had in mind and the plan A, but you get a little bit more creative, right? And you're willing to think outside the lines and see that there are possibilities everywhere you turn. And it's how you engage with those possibilities that can create your narrative and your moving forward. So I think that, you know, it's important to just remember that if we're not doing our work, rejection can prevent us from building that self-confidence needed to keep engaging with the world and rising, even in the face of rejection. It's just part of the process, my friends. So when you are afraid of being rejected and you allow this to run your life, you will not feel confident because you will be operating from fear instead of confidence. So know that you have the opportunity to shift gears and think outside the lines 
And as I said, if plan A doesn't pan out, just be flexible, right? Adaptable, determined, stay engaged. Think about other possibilities, the plan Bs, the plan Cs, the plan Ds, whatever that may be, and get resourceful and ask for input. But know that there's always options. Maybe not what you thought you wanted or what you expected, but there's always another door to open. So keep that in mind. And as you heal and as you're willing to kind of move through that rejection, I think you'll be able to lift your head on the other side and see that to be true. It's truly a huge growth area for all of us. And remember, as you evolve, as you put your hat in the ring, there will always be people and institutions who don't accept you or like you or approve of you or delight in you, okay? I think that's their loss, right? But this is life. This is how it goes. And sometimes it's just going to be, you're going to be on the receiving end of that. But just because you aren't accepted by a school Does it mean that you were less marvelous than when you applied? Heck no, not even close. You are still your awesome you. You're just being faced with a new level of growth, a chance to evolve. You know, I was drinking a glass of Camus uh, wine. Camus wine is my very favorite, and one of my dear friends had a bottle of it, so she had opened it and was sharing it and we were loving it and enjoying. And it made me think of how, regardless of, you know, the wonderfulness, how good Camus is and how wonderful it tastes. And quite literally, it's my very favorite red wine. There are people in the world that have no interest in Camus, right? They even dislike it, but they won't even give it a second thought, right? They, some people just don't like red wine and they're not even going to taste it at all. Some people are open to tasting it, but then they'll like it when they taste it, right? But again, that doesn't change the fact that I think it's a delicious and exquisite wine. The real truth though, is that some people love it. Some people will hate it. And at the end of the day, some people prefer tequila or no alcohol whatsoever, right? That's all good, whatever it may be. Regardless, I just want to state that I think that bottle of Camus is still delicious and exquisite. Just because someone doesn't like it doesn't make it any less of a kick-ass wine. So this is like all of us. We're all like a bottle of Camus, I think. We're exquisite and delicious and unique. But even in our exquisiteness and our deliciousness and our uniqueness, sometimes we won't be accepted okay, or loved or appreciated or even given a second thought by some. But that doesn't make us any less incredible. Just remember that, my friends. Imagine a life where you can, you get to be the best bottle of Camus and you're not afraid of rejection. In fact, you expect it, okay? You just want people who love and delight in you to enjoy a glass of you, right? What would that be like? What would you be doing now that you aren't doing? I think we often value approval over being ourselves in this world. But instead, today, I want you to consider that let's go with the thought, I am willing to be rejected. I am willing to hear no. I am willing to hear no thank you. I am willing to put myself out there and have someone say no thank you. This is the risk you take. Self-confidence requires action, which risks rejection. 
So what are the next steps? You know, the best way I know to keep coming and becoming is to do the thing that I am afraid to do, to say the thing that I am afraid to say, to go for what I want and what I love, and to face the thing that I am afraid to face and expect rejection along the way. I believe we go straight towards the hard and we welcome in the possibility of it all. That internal space, that internal world is so big and so ripe for cultivation. Believing in your worthiness, your own worthiness, having your own back, you are inherently valuable. And even when you are rejected, and in fact because you are and have experienced rejection, this makes you all the more whole as a human being. Welcome to being human, my friends. Get creative, get scrappy, and do not use a school's rejection of you, often because it has very little to nothing to do with you anyway, as evidence that you are not worthy. Your power is what you do with the rejection, what you make it mean, how you weave it into your narrative. You didn't get into your dream school? Okay, now what? right? Ask yourself that question. Schools are going to say no. It's not their job to manage your brain, my friends. (laughs) We want other people to accept us and give us what we think we want, right? So that we don't have a thought that we don't like that will make us feel rejected. It's your job to manage your own thoughts and have your own narrative. Manage your brain, It's a perfect opportunity to practice a new way of thinking, a new way of being, frankly. Rewire that brain to look for evidence as to why you are enough, not why you are not. Then get busy on now what. This is the next chapter of your life story, okay? Make it something meaningful and awesome. Seek growth. Be willing to be told no. Feel it all and get back up. Rise to that next level and trust the wisdom of the process. Dig in and know that you are exactly where you are meant to be. You are safe. You are okay. Wherever you land in the fall of 2021, know that I will be cheering you on, my loves. And also know that who knows what the future holds, but open yourself up to that and live into it, okay? All right, I will see you guys next week. Until then, blessings and lots of love. Having a life coach can sweeten the often messy and hard and awesome journey of being human. Do you have a life coach? And if not, I would be so privileged to be your coach. I have a private coaching practice for individuals and families where we work on getting to the heart of your struggles and paving a path forward that helps you create a life that you truly love. When you're prepared to take what you're learning on this podcast and implement the tools and techniques so that you experience profound and lasting results, then contact me at martabrummel.com and we can hit the ground running. I truly cannot wait to work with you.